0: Welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, 24th Podcast, best video gaming and sports podcast on the entire internet. Nobody even close. Absolutely nobody close. I left kind of abruptly last night because, no, I mean, I just like I didn't want to have a super long podcast. We have a lot of stuff to talk about here, ladies and gentlemen. Divisional round playoffs. We're gonna kind of wrap up the weekend. I talked like for 40 minutes about Deshaun Watson, the whole Deshaun Watson to so Go back tomorrow to listen to it. I'm not covering it again. Also. We got some new Carson Wentz drama. Wanna talk about that. That's super important. I'm gonna talk about I don't remember what I'm gonna probably some draft stuff. I'm gonna look at Ian Rapoport's Twitter. I probably should have done it before I got on to the podcast, but you know, I'll find I'll learn my I'll I'll, I'll learn from my mistakes inevitably. Ladies and gentlemen, 24th podcast. There we go. Hmm, quick song weird intro as I blaze up light my candle hold on bang there's one wick bang there's another wick bang there's the third one it's a three wick candle ladies and gentlemen the best smelling candles ever buy them at Bed Bath & Beyond I gotta get a sponsor and I hope the first sponsor is Bed Bath & Beyond so that way I can just get free candles and free money when we make it big don't worry we're getting there <clears throat> where should I begin the podcast with? Like, like it's weird to me because I've tapped out. I'm like, I've tapped. I'm like, no moss. We're not going to talk about Deshaun Watson anymore, but it definitely is weird to me to have like all of these, like, um <clears throat> excuse me, to have like all of these people just constantly talk about Deshaun Watson over and over and over again Jesus Christ anyways let's talk about football here so should I begin with Carson Wentz or should I begin somewhere else do I have anything else planned any something big something really really big to set off the podcast to get things going a little bit not I don't have a lot of time so I got to make a decision here very very quickly kind of back where I left off yesterday, but you know, I'll talk about it. The dumb, the, the rule, right? And in fact, I wasn't even going to play any music or not any music, but any sound. I didn't, I didn't want to play the audio that I had, but I was like, I, you know, I won't, I won't because it's just like, I just, I can't deal with way too many people talking about the Higgins play. Okay. The Higgins play that happened in the Kansas city chiefs game where he had fumbled out of the end zone, I can't like I don't want to I don't want to spend too much time on it. But listen, man, the rules clearly state that if a runner fumbles the football into the end zone before they cross the plane, then it's a fumble and it's a turnover ruled in favor of the opposition. I'm sick and tired of people saying it's a dumb rule. It's like, well, if it's a, such a dumb rule, why can't you follow it? It's dumb. To you, to me, it makes perfect sense. I'll get into that in a little bit. But it's like if it's such—it's so easy. Don't fumble the football before you get to the end. Like out of all of the places to fumble it, why there? Why there? Can fumble it in between the twenties. In, in you can fumble it everywhere else on the on the football field, but not in your own end zone. Not in the opposition's end zone. I don't get it. I don't get people who complain about the rule. I really don't. Everybody from Bill Belichick's, uh, not everybody from Bill Belichick's, excuse me. Every New England Patriot, the McCourty twins are screaming at the television. They're saying, don't reach for the goal line. Don't reach for the pylon. It's an automatic turnover if you do that and if you're a receiver. I think if you're any other player, but like usually a running back, if they fumble it in, like if they lose the ball, they're already across the plane. I haven't really seen a lot of running backs have that rule happen to them. <clears throat> But to me, it's like, it's your own fault for not securing the football. And I saw, like, Rich Eisen talk about it today. I mean, he's he's the biggest proponent of getting rid of the rule. And then, like, he suggested this very, very perfunctory suggestion where he's like, well, you lose downs, you go all the way back to the 30, and it's like, that doesn't make any sense. It's like, why would you go all the way back to the 30? What, like that. Like, I'm an offensive guy, right? And even I'm like, have this rule in. So that way, defenses—they have a shot; they have like a chance to maybe do something at the end of the game, at that specific spot. It's not a large chance; it only happens literally once in a blue moon. It's not like every play, every playoff game and every regular—I I can't remember how many regular season games that that had that had, that had, that had, that that had happened in. Excuse me. You know, what? let me play Rich Eisen. I gotta get—I gotta get it. I gotta get it up. I want—I want. I want a, what he said yesterday, it truly did irk me. It was not okay. I was not happy about it at all. I said, nope, Rich Eisen, you're wrong. I'm going to play your audio. Then I decided when I was pre-planning the, today's podcast, I, I'm not playing it. Then I decided on the spot I'm playing it. A lot of stuff happening in 24's podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Let me find it. said so to myself, I'm like, I don't want to play it. Cause I know what he's gonna have to say. I know what he's gonna say. But then on top of that, I was like, you know, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna play it anyways. Because I'm, I'm just. He is the biggest representative of the abolition of this rule. And I'm like, don't fumble the football in the end zone. Don't fumble it. I can't stand it. Where is the rule? I got it. I, I have the timestamps in my journal. Where is it? Gosh dang it, my internet is now shot once again. It was shot yesterday. Now it's shot again today. Internet. Hey, hey, internet, hey, internet. Wake up. We're in, we're in the middle of the best video gaming and sports podcast, and I've been using the internet all day long. And this is the time, this is the place that the internet wants to cop an attitude with me, hey internet, hey internet, hey internet, hey ISPs, you suck so much, I can't believe that we pay so much money for ISPs, can you get better, it's ridiculous that we don't have fiber optic cables all around the United States of America, but we have railroads that connect the, the east coast and the west coast, that I can't use because they're across Midwest, hey ISPs, Get it together. Government, can we get some fiber off the cables so that way I don't have to deal with this BS internet? All right. Let me try and find the timestamp. I have th- three timestamps. <sighs> God. You know what? I'm just going to play his suggestion to the wall. This is actually weird because I didn't listen to some of it. Well, you know what we'll do? Where is it? We'll actually just. I'll give you the time. I'll give you what his suggestion was on how to fix the rule. I'll give you his suggestion. Rich Eisen, Rich Eisen Show. Um, it's going to be incredibly quiet because his audio always is quiet. Who's his mixer? Who's his mixer? Listen, I run the best video gaming and sports podcast, but I like even if I wanted to maximize the volume, I could – but, like, I, my audio lovers are kind of funky. I'm not a professional mixer. I'm not a grad. I, I, I do this for fun. I do this. I, I do this for fun, but I'm the best at it. But it's like, you know, can you bump up the gain just a little bit? Can you, can you get something to increase the gain, to increase the volume just a little bit? Just a tad. Just asking. It's going to be really, really quiet. Rich Eisen on the Rich Eisen Show 24's podcast. Correct. All right, let's say it's a third down. Never mind. It actually, they, they, they made the sound actually crispy. Never mind. Let me turn it down. Playing you fumble it through. Put the ball in the 15-yard line and say it's now first and goal or third and goal from that spot. You fumble it, goes through the end zone. Guess what? You lose 15 yards. You don't get it right there. You lose 15 yards. So now third and goal from the 15 or first and goal from the 15. So a team that fumbles it through still has a chance to maybe score a touchdown. If it's third and goal and third down, well, then guess what? Now you can only get a field goal potentially out of it but you get to keep the football that's that's the suggestion I thought it was a 30 yard I heard somebody say it's going to be like you you have a reset of downs and you're at the 30 I think it was him last week he's he's the guy that I've been listening I'm sick of it Chris Brockman on the rebuttal but I'm not going to play the rebuttal rebuttal I'm going to play actually you know what I will I'll play Chris Brockman's rebuttal it's a little bit weaker than I like argument isn't there as much as it should be, but I'll let, I'll let him have his rebuttal. Here's Chris Bachman, the rebuttal of Rich Eisen on the Rich Eisen Show. Do something. It's so stupid. Yeah, do something. I'll, don't fumble. No, no, no. Don't sit here and say don't fumble. Why when someone does something stupid, it's the rules fault he and not the person but for he, doing the stupid thing? Because in this instance, you're... Argument, and I knew you were going to make it. Makes no sense because <laughs> the, talking the fumble was illegally caused yesterday, Chris. Oh, the guy- two guys diving and their helmets collide. That is a happenstance of the sport of football. Nope, incorrect, Chris Brockman. This is where he's wrong. It should have been called. It should have been ruled fifteen uh, a helmet to helmet collision, fifteen yard penalty. That is that is the rule that should have been called. Even when I saw it, I. I saw one angle on it, and I was like, I don't think that's helmet-to-helmet. Helmet. And then I saw another angle on it, and I was like, it is helmet-to-helmet. Helmet. They got to call it. They didn't call it. The refs got awful. They're terrible. But yes, don't reach for the goal line. Bill Belichick preaches it. it like, I cringe, in my, and I clinch up just a little bit whenever people reach for the goal line. In that Higgins play, I saw it live, and in the back of my mind, I was like, that doesn't look good. He doesn't have... Proper security of the football. Yeah, he got destroyed. A lot of people would have lost the football. Again, refs, terrible no call. But again, refs got to fucking call that call. Wouldn't have even, the the whole touchback rule wouldn't have even been called. Refs got to call the helmet to helmet. But on top of that, don't reach for the pylon. Don't reach for the goal line. You know it's a turnover, so don't turn the ball over. I mean I just I don't I don't get it I don't get it to me at least people can be upset people can complain I don't really care (sighs) the only thing I care about is being right and I am right (laughs) alright let me do a little bit of a pivot to something else college football so I talked about it yesterday. I'm tired for some weird reason. It's 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Hey, 24, wake up. Tired, got to wake up. So, yesterday, I kind of, I, I, I gave a brief brief little synopsis on the NFL Combine being essentially canceled for this year. And pro days are essentially the only days that um, that players can run their 40s and things of that nature. And player interviews are super important and all that good stuff, right? So I talked about it last year. Or not last year. Last week. Not even last week. I talked about it yesterday.
1: Wake up playboard! Wake up!
0: I talked about it yesterday. And I said yesterday, I, I I meant to continue forward with that thought of of um of the combine being canceled with it makes events with draft prospects draft prospects even more significant it makes things like pro days more significant it makes things like the college football playoffs ever more significant it makes um how you performed in bowl games ever more significant because what these college players probably were thinking was oh okay I can come to the com- I can go to the combine I can perform there and once I'm done with the combine That's when I can go to have my pro day in March. And who knows? Maybe college campuses will have pro days. Maybe they won't. But the NFL is saying, no mas, we're not going to have a pro day. The impact of not having a pro day is this. It makes, again, events outside of not pro days. Not having a combine makes things like pro days and the senior bowl. Which is what I'm going to talk about. The senior bowl. Very, very, very important. Listen, um, if I, D- Devontae Smith has already signed on to the Senior Bowl. He didn't need to do it. I have no idea why he's participating in the Senior Bowl. And this is before the combine was canceled. But Devontae Smith to the Senior Bowl, the Heisman Trophy, not candidate, but winner, to the Senior Bowl, very important. Very important. He committed. Jane Slater. She tweeted something out today, where it was a GIF, uh, and I think the caption was essentially like, "What was it? Agents trying to get their, their um, what was it? I'll just read it because it it was like one of the first. Jesus Christ! Like again, she's been tweeting like a monster today. She retweeted something Matt uh, Main Mainero, and she's talking, and and he's tweeted out. When prospects and agents found the combine was canceled and it shows a guy on, like, four phones. It's like, yep, they're trying to, um, they're trying to freaking get into the Senior Bowl. Now I'm just reading her Twitter. Hold on. She retweeted, like, three things. Okay. Okay hold on goodness gracious there's so many i gotta i got a hard pause on this i gotta look up something because i had this topic breaking news just happened this is why i hate doing podcasts in the middle of the day because breaking news will happen i just gotta i just gotta type in and we'll talk about this later on that is not what i wanted Is it here? Is it Is it like do I get to see what I'm trying to see? I don't want to spoil it, which is why I'm trying to be very obtrusive. But I also like can I get what the information just came out. I'm on your site. Do you have it? You should have it. The I'm I'm on this organization's website. Okay. No, that's not it. This website is garbage. Oh my God. Is this website just pure, unadulterated, horrifyingly bad garbage. I mean, like it's loading forever. It's not my internet this time. It's just like, Jesus Christ. And then they didn't update it. I got to I got to hear about it on Twitter. Okay, good. Well, I mean, they're tweeting it out. Okay. Right? So this is... So you're going to tweet out who got... Who got it? Hold on. They, did they kind of do it? It's like... Are these... It's really hard to talk about what I'm trying to talk about without, like, actually spoiling it, but I won't. Let me just go back to Jane. Jane Slater sometimes, like, I get on Jane Slater sometimes, but boy, oh boy. Boy, oh boy, is uh, she incredibly informative in some of the stuff that she has to say. Hold on. Oh, no. They haven't released the information They're just talking about it. Let me switch over to a channel that's covering what I'm trying to cover right now. What is this? It's like 3.30. I thought that they would have it. I guess they don't have it. When are they going to announce it? I don't know. Sorry. Let me continue forward. Hold on. Okay, so I'm just going to exit because after that one tweet, it was essentially nothing. Sorry about that. I put a pen in to kind of circle back. That was a whole lot of nothing, but we'll see. Put a pen in something. We're circling back around to what? We're circling back around to college football athletes trying to get something salvaged the last couple of months to hopefully make it better for them, make their draft evaluation better for them. And I was specifically talking about how Devontae Smith had gone to the, um, the Senior Bowl and how potentially you may see a lot of people calling their agents being like, hey, Combine is canceled. It's weird. It's in a weird format. I got to get in the Senior Bowl. When's my pro day? Some people like Micah Parsons, they don't have pro days. Because Micah Parsons and Jamar Chase and Caleb Farley didn't play this year, guess what? I don't know. I don't know the whole eligibility of Senior Bowls and stuff like that. But more likely than not, they can't get to the Senior Bulls. I don't even know if they can get to their their pro days, to their college's pro days. They probably can't. So what they're probably going to have to do is they're probably going to have to have individual workouts and meetings and things of that nature. So we'll kind of see what happens with those players and things of that nature. But do I think that it's highly possible and probable that you're going to see a lot more players... Take the Devontae Smith route. Do I think, for example, you might see Trevor Lawrence in the Senior Bowl? Yep. Do I think you could potentially see Mac Jones? And Yep, I think he I, I think he will be in the Senior Bowl. I think it would help his draft stock if he goes there and but and, and just absolutely destroys in the college football senior bowl this year. I think you'll see a lot of top prospects that you may or may not would have seen in normal years, like guys that are in the first round potentially like, and you're going to, I don't know when, like, when is the, when is practice start with the senior Bowl? I think it's on the 30th. It's the 19th right now. So they got 11 days. So they got like a couple more. Is it like a week's worth of practice, right? I don't know the rules of the senior bowl, but I would assume that players are trying to like figure out how they can get to the senior bowl. So that way they can show up and show out at the senior bowl. So that way they can be like, Hey, NFL teams, I'm a pretty good football player. I can get drafted. Please come talk to me. I'm, I'm a good football player. Let me come be drafted. I'm assuming that's what the, uh, the college football playoffs, or not college football playoffs, excuse me. I'm assuming that's what the, um, not the college football playoffs, but college football players are probably going to do when it comes to the senior bowl. 'Cause it's just like they don't have any options. They don't have any choices. It's like Like what are they gonna do? Go to the combine and show up and show off for the combine? No, that's not really the ticket. And it's like, do you wanna wait till March to go to the um you know to the pro day and, you know, handle your business there? I don't know. Alright, we'll see. We'll see with some of these guys. But yeah, I think the senior bowl is now even more important. I don't think it's a all, an all-star game. I think it's an I, I think it could actually be a real football game for one time for for once. You know, that's one of those all-star games. Hold on, something is catching on my wire. It's my hook. Sorry about that. But yeah, do I like I the point that I'm trying to make senior bowl is super important this year. We'll see what happens. We'll see if other players commit. Maybe because of Devontae Smith, they'll be like, oh, we got to play, and maybe maybe we'll actually get a fun and interesting game. What's, like, how is it divided up? Like, North versus South, right? That's how it's divided up, I would assume. I mean, the South should destroy the North, but, you know. I mean, doesn't that happen every single year? Maybe not. Kind of depends on what happens with Alabama players. Anyways, I may as well stop teasing you. I was looking up the Hall of Fame, right? Because they're doing the Hall of Fame voting. It is a disaster. An absolute disaster. The Hall of Fame. Um, I think it's a joke. I think the Hall of Fame is a joke. And let me be very, very clear on this. I think the Hall of Fame is a joke, not because of the Hall of Fame players within the Hall of Fame, but the people who vote on the Hall of Fame every single year. It's just like, how does that guy not get in the hall versus how does this guy get in the hall? I remember I heard a Hall of Fame voter when um, T.O. didn't go to the Hall of Fame ceremony. I remember people were like, that's why we didn't vote for him to be in the Hall of Fame, because we knew he was going to be in the—we knew he was going to act up like this. And it's like, hey, jackass. You being petty against T.O. and being like, I shouldn't have voted for him for him to get to the Hall. Like, you being petty just shows you just how god-awful the Hall of Fame voting is. And how one-sided and how uh, and how it's it's filled with media members who, who are like, you know, if you didn't give us an exclusive interview once, you're not in the Hall of Fame. Nothing to do with your play. Everything to do with how we like you or don't like you. Again, it's not the player's fault. It's the media's fault. Because the media's are absolute jackasses. That's why they're acting. They're running around, power hungry, stroking their own. They're stroking their own cells off as they hold accolades, the biggest and greatest accolade, over the players' heads, the Hall of Fame, for for many arbitrary reasons. It's why I'm like, I don't think there should be a lot of media members when it comes to voting on the MVP award, obviously. Maybe you want my honest opinion about it. I think it should be former players who keep up with the game and in specific analysis who can break down the game. I don't. I think it should be a very exclusive club because uh, look at what happened in basketball. There's like probably over a hundred media members and they have this stupid ass voting system and it's just terrible. And I'm like, there shouldn't be media members in the Hall of Fame. I'm sorry. Or former media members. It should be people who watch football constantly and today. Because I I despise media members who vote on MVP awards and then complain about all pro players getting snubbed or whatever. It's like, okay, you, you obviously didn't vote for them. I don't know why you're playing. Not playing, but acting like you didn't vote for them. Or acting like you did vote for them, excuse me. So the Hall of Fame voting is going on. I think the finalists will be revealed today. Oh, no, I remember. It's going to be on a TV show, right? I don't know. I don't know these things. Will the finalists be revealed or the Hall of Famers? I don't know. They have knocks, right? They knock on the doors and they say, like, this person will be inducted into the Hall of Fame. And then they have the ceremonies, like, later on. But, like, it's such a bad, like... I'm going to sit down. Am I? Am I? Hall of Fame. Pro Football Hall of Fame. Hold on. Announcement. Like, who's in the Hall of Fame for 2020, um, for 2021? I was on their god-awful website, which is what I was scrolling through, and, I mean, their website is just garbage. Fifteen modern player finalists announced for the 2020 class: Peyton Manning, Charles Woodson, Calvin Johnson, and Jared Allen, among you know many. You make you can make a a very good case for Rondé Barber. I mean, like these got all of these guys deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, like all of them do. But will they? I I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Clay Matthews, his dad. He's also Reggie Wayne, um, Charles Woodson. I mean, Richard Seymour, fantastic defensive end for the New England Patriots for the majority of his career. Again, a lot of a lot of very deserving players. I mean, like some of these guys have actually got to get in. Like, like Christ alive, man! Some of these people need to get in. I mean, like Reggie Wayne being snuffed. Clay Matthews Jr. Cause I think his father So there's three Clay Clay Matthews's, right? Clay Matthews Jr. is the Clay Matthews that you and I know today. It's he's the Green Bay Packer, right? Did did Clay Matthews' dad also play for Green Bay? I think so, right? No, he played for Atlanta and Cleveland. My bad. But Clay Matthews' dad, the one the the one that played in Green Bay, his dad was a junior. His his grandfather was the senior, right? But Clay Matthews, the one today is Clay Matthews the third. but we didn't know. He just went by Clay Matthews, right? So his father is up for the final year of his modern era finalist eligibility and things of that nature. Listen, I don't like, like, some of these names to me, like, and then on top of that, Drew Pearson's his name is potentially, is, is up right now. Um, there's a lot of uh, people that think that he's going to get in because of, uh, because of the stupidity of how the Hall of Fame handled his snub last year in the 2020 class where they had him being videotaped and they didn't bother to tell him, they didn't tell him, hey, uh, Drew, heads up, not a Hall of Famer this year. It's like you could have at least done that. They turned it into a media spectacle. They were like, ooh, will Drew Pearson, will he, won't they, will he, won't he get into the Hall of Fame? And I'm like, can you not tell him before you put him on national television? Just saying. At least serve, at least give them that bit of solidarity, in honor. But they couldn't. So yeah, I've said I think the Hall of Fame is a, is a joke. As long as Drew Pearson is out of it, I was surprised that Jimmy Johnson wasn't in it. I was like, wait, Jimmy Johnson and Drew Pearson aren't in the Hall of Fame, but Jerry Jones is. Joke. Robert Kraft is. Joke. Bill Belichick is. Joke. Why is he in the Hall of Fame Jerry Jones again? I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Let me take a swig. Mm. I'm just I'm just saying. So when, when is this announcement supposed to take place? that's the thing when is this announcement i want to know when i can look up when the hall of fame is supposed to be announced can i can i know when and where it's going to happen good god their new site is terrible or not their new site but their site is terrible oh god okay They have these article. What are these? These are these are articles titled "The Mission Road to Canton" featuring Jared Allen. It's like okay, pass. Are they seriously promoting their own podcast on this site? Good God. Oh God. I don't know. I was on their Twitter for like two seconds. Their Twitter is a mess. Oh Jesus Christ. An absolute mess. Okay. Is this it? Hold on. Hold on. A preview of the official digital ballots developed by our partners that will be used by our selection committee to decide the members of the Pro Football uh, Hall of Fame. We won't find out until February 6th. Why didn't they just tell me that? Like they're bussing out like they're apparently they're going to vote, but they're not going to. This is so dumb. Okay, well, like, again, the whole like. I hate these people so fucking much. Oh, my God. I hate these people. Oh, my God. What? Like, oh, Jesus. What? Oh, Oh my God. I know. I know. I like I don't pay attention. I, I always talk about it. I don't pay attention to awards accolades. Why would I? Why would I pay attention to something dumb and a waste of time? But the only reason why I don't even pay attention to the Hall of Fame—not the Hall of Fame—the MVP voting and the MVP stuff. Like I don't like Aaron Rodgers is probably going to win it this year over Patrick Mahomes, whatever. But I don't pay attention to like the awards day. You know, like I remember last year I was on my computer late at night and I kept on seeing these alerts saying Lamar Jackson just won the MVP. All of these other—I didn't even record it. I was like, I don't want to watch it. It's 3 hours of just oh yeah, we're just going to have these people come up and accept their awards. But it's not supposed to happen until the the 6th of February. Why don't they have that? And then they're um they're showing <clears throat> excuse me, they have <sighs> they're showing people presenting other football players and things of that nature. So they had one for like Jared Allen and then And then they have the actual, like, Hall of Fame person, the guy that knocks on people's doors. He looks like a giant. They have um, him talking about the Hall of Fame class and other people. Like, oh, my God, what a waste of time. I thought literally they were going to announce the Hall of Fame, the Hall of Famers today. That's why. Or at least, like, like there's, we, we already have the finalists, right? But I thought that they were going to announce the actual Hall of Famers today. But, you know, apparently not. So that was a gigantic waste of time. Let me plug in my computer. Oh my god. Sorry about that. So sorry about that. I blame it on the Hall of Fame. I blame it on the Hall of Fame. It was like so much excitement like ooh like You know what I'm going to do? I'm I, I just can't. I can't I can't watch any more football. I'm going I'm going for like the first time in almost a month I've been watching football on my big TV for a month straight. I got to cleanse my palate. I'm watching X-Men. Click. Boom put on my DVD player. I'm like, I'm watching X-Men. Jesus Christ, man. I'm so confused. (laughs) Like I was watching this TV show nonstop. It's called X-Men, the animated series. I was watching it nonstop for like a couple of weeks and there is so much lore in the animated TV show. Like I'm literally at this episode where the X-Men are fighting aliens Yeah, like I'm I'm very confused right now. You know what I'm gonna do? Two seconds. Let me do this. I'm opening up my DVD player. Hold on. Hold on. Two more
1: seconds.
0: No. All right. Sorry about that. I like I literally like I, I, I again I'm about two months three months two three months ago. It was like in November November October. I found this website. It's called retro TV memories right and there is this guy. Is it still active? Is it still active? The, t- the site? It's called Retro, Retro TV Memories. It had like a bunch of TV shows and stuff like that from, oh, yep. Yep. It's gone. Boom. Site's open. Site's closed. What's the site title? We are now permanently closed for business and no longer taking new orders. Thank you to everyone for all the support these, last, these past seven years. We will greatly miss all of you. Any orders placed before January 1st will be shipped in the next several weeks. Questions or concerns, email us at RetroTVMemories at Yahoo.ca. Thanks again. Happy 2021. Not 2020, but happy 2021. So um, I went on that site, like sad to see the site go, but I went on that site like a couple of months ago. I just like randomly found it like out of the blue. Right. And I was so like intrigued by it because I was like, this is my shit. I love like they had some of my favorite shows as a kid. They had like Codename Kids Next Door uh, Ed and then Ed Eddie. They had X-Men, the TV show that I was watching. And I was like, so- I was stoked on it. I was like, cool. Like I- I've always wanted to see some of these cartoons again. Right. Because I'm five. And I was like, I want to see some of these cartoons again. I want to see TV shows like Codename Kids Next Door and Ed and Ed Eddie. Because these are like some of my, these shows got me like in an anime and stuff like that. And, ah, man, I was so stoked on them, right? And so I saw, like, I saw that he had it like a month ago or two months ago in November. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, he's like, like, they're going out of business. I got to, I got to freaking get, get what I want and then peace out and then get the fuck out. And then I did. And then now we're here, where it's like, I don't know. I'm putting on Codename Kids Next Door because I think Codename Kids Next Door is awesome. Did you know it's on HBO Max? Hey, Cartoon Network, why didn't you tell me it was on HBO Net Max? It's like, do you realize how hard it is to like watch Codename Kids Next Door and Ed, Ed and Ed and some people are going to be like, 24, they're just cartoons. It's like, well, you, obviously you haven't seen them, or you did, and you don't remember how good they were. It's like, Jesus Christ, man. I can't. I, I can't tell you. I got to take like five minutes on it. Give me a hard five. I can't tell you how much modern TV shows today irk me. Like I go on rants about it all the time where I talk about how like Fox, they have all of these, they have the exact same TV shows, right? The exact same like police shows. They have like 911 Rio, 911 Lone Star, and Anime, New Amsterdam, the New Doctor. They have all of the they do the exact same stuff. There's no breaking Bads. There's no shameless. There's no awesome TV shows that I can that I can watch and be excited about. So I have to be like, peace, I'm out. I gotta literally go back to my childhood to actually watch interesting TV shows because I just I just can't. I can't put up with the BS that, I've, that I'm that i forced to watch on a daily basis on live television. I kid you not. Like, during the summer, I was watching the NFL Network, like, almost every single day, and I wanted to kill myself. I was like, this is boring. They're literally—they literally replay Good Morning Football in, like, six hours. Like, they literally just, like, have the first three-hour show, and then they have another three-hour show after that, but it's a repeat. It's not— Like, they literally do the exact same stuff. Their content is a snooze fest. I hate it. I hate it so much. I'm like, I got a piece out. I can't handle it. I'm done. I don't want to see it. I'm out. So that's what I did. I'm out. I'm out. That's why I'm watching Codename Kids Next Next Door right now. I'm out. I can't watch it. I've seen literally hundreds of hours of football. I'm like, I got it. And I'm pretty diligent. I'm pretty disciplined on watching football. I'm like, I'll watch football all day long. But sweet baby Jesus, have I been watching football literally every single day for like almost the last like four to five months since like September almost like I just want to watch like a little bit of KND right now Mm. Jesus Christ so anyways And then on top of that, I was so disappointed because it's like Shameless. I thought they were going to have another episode. They're not going to have a new episode until the 30th of January. Did you know that? Shameless isn't going to have another episode. So now I got to wait on Shameless, which I like. I thought they were just going to bang, bang. Like they got maybe like five or six TV shows or episodes, excuse me, left. But oh my gosh. Anyways, I'm watching Shame, not Shameless, I'm watching Codename Kids Next Door. It's the episode, it's the episode where the delightful children from down the lane, I think it's the first episode that ever broadcasted, or not broadcasted, excuse me, but ever aired. It's the one where the delightful children from down the lane have that girl that essentially is the Hulk. Like, she wants to celebrate, you know, she wants to, they're having a birthday party, and she turns into the Hulk when she gets angry, and the kids, the, you know, the K and D like the, the code name kids next door agents, the kid, the K and D the kids next door, right? They, they're trying to steal the delightful children from down the lanes birthday cake because it's like the delicious, the most delicious birthday cake ever. But this girl that turns into the Hulk literally is beating the shit out of, you know, K and D, So now they have to like literally go through the birthday party instead of just stealing the cake. That's the premise of the episode. It's an awesome episode. But yeah, that, like, that's what I'm watching. Goodness gracious. Anyways, <clears throat> what else am I talking about? Oh, yeah, let me pivot back to what I was originally talking about, the Hall of Fame and how it's a joke and things of that nature. Let me kind of go to Carson Wentz here, right? So I talk about it all the time with Carson Wentz. I'm pretty consistent on saying I'm not a big Carson Wentz guy. I thought two years ago, when the three years ago, really, almost now, when the Philadelphia Eagles, when they had made the decision to part ways with Nick Foles, I thought it was a bad decision. I thought it was the, the incorrect decision. I thought that they needed um, to... Uh, I, I thought Nick Foles was a better fit because of Doug Peterson and things of that nature, and uh, I was right. I was right. He may not have been the better player, and who knows if he actually would have been better in Philadelphia than he would have been in Jacksonville. We'll never know. But, I thought Carson Wentz, I, I, like, I thought, I thought that they should have gone with the guy that they could have won a Super Bowl with other than, um, over the guy that is, um, is better for their future, right? At least in my opinion. So, Carson Wentz, there was a expose written about him, maybe not an expose, but like, you know, an article written about him detailing the faults of Carson Wentz for the last couple of, you know, for the last year to a couple of years, really. And in that expose, in that document, in that article, whatever you want to call it, confirmed a lot of my initial suspicions about Carson Wentz. I really did. I'm watching, I'm watching, oh yeah, little bit, little bit of a, you know, before I get back to Carson Wentz, so, if you're interested, this is some really nerdy shit, like, this is going back to what I was talking about, like, yesterday, right, with, like, music and stuff like that, but this is, like, about Cartoon Network and the history of Kids Next Door, probably, in- uh, like, maybe, it's it's interesting to me, and I, like, hopefully it's interesting to you, but. The TV show Kids Name, uh, Codename Kids Next Door is based around this the these two characters and the original show, it's called Kenny and the Chimp, right? And I think what happened was, and this was like a pilot for Cartoon Network. If you don't know what pilots are, the like they're the first TV show, they're they're the first episode, excuse me, within a TV show, right? So essentially the concept here, I don't know what the concept is, but the concept here is that, the original maker of Kids Next Door had this show, Kenny and the Chimp, that he was trying to pitch to Cartoon Network, and he had made a pilot for it, and then based upon that pilot, he was going to make a full TV series based upon this one episode. But what happened was, is that I think they, they didn't like the TV show, but what they did, what Cartoon Network did, is they kind of like added in some other characters and things of that nature. And they completely changed the principles, the philosophy of the, uh, of the show. And they switched it up to the point where it's all, where it was literally a completely different show. And it goes from Kenny and the chimp to Codename kids next door, where they have a bunch of other characters, but they keep the same animation style and some of the themes with the TV show. And they put it in Codename kids next door. Even the guy, the villain in this TV show was actually one of the main villains in Codename Kids Next Door. Shout out to the maker of that TV show. I forgot its name. But yeah. Like again. A little bit of nerdy stuff. A little bit of some nerdy stuff. But I think Codename Kids Next Door is awesome. Has a lot of action. It takes like a lot of really, really. It takes like. Like my favorite thing about that this show is that. Yeah, it's a kid's show and stuff like that. But it's so watchable as an adult. It's like Scooby-Doo. Like some Scooby-Doo episodes or whatever. It's like you can watch this as an adult because it's inspired by so many cool things like Gundam and different forms of anime and they have like they've mastered like their own animation style as well as plenty others like there's there's so much cool stuff in code kids next door I I don't know why it does like it sucks that Cartoon Network fucked with this show so much maybe not fucked with it because it actually ended and most TV shows don't they get canceled but it kind of sucks that like this TV show didn't get like a sequel or something like that or more specifically a box set that I could legitimately buy instead of having to like you know fucking pirate the show maybe not pirate but buy it from somebody else but yeah like this is the this is the pilot now now I'm on like the actual pilot show for Codename Kids Next Door after the pitched show so what he did was he essentially like the creator of Codename Kids Next Door essentially like was like okay we're going to um like, I have this original premise. I have this original concept of Kenny and the Chimp. But I'm going to kind of rebrand it and remarket it into a completely different show. And now I'm watching, like, the pilot of Codename Kids Next Door. So it's, like, it's it's a little bit confusing. But the pilot of, I, I, I don't know. It's confusing. It's, like, there was one show that was a concept. And then this show is the actual pilot that they showed off. And then they're going to co- go from here. Yeah. Who I, shout out to the guy at Retro TV Memories. Because this guy actually, like, got all of the fucking episodes. He got Kenny and the Chimp and the pilot for Codename Kids Next Door. Shout out to him. Big fuck. Is this seriously part of the pilot too? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Big shout out to him. Anyways. Off of Codename Kids Next Door. So, back to what I was originally talking about before I got distracted by Kids Next Door. Codename Kids Next Door. Um... Carson Wentz, right? So the article in question goes into plenty of detail about what was wrong with Philadelphia, um, how kind of Carson Wentz screwed the pooch, how Doug Peterson kind of lost control of um, of Carson Wentz and how nobody really could, could stop Carson Wentz and say, hey, um, we're not really going to follow you. We're not really going to do what you tell us to do because um, you're not the head coach. You're a player. And how essentially Carson Wentz, His ego essentially got to such a point where they couldn't reel it in once again. Essentially, they couldn't control him, so he could essentially do whatever he wanted to do. Let's read some of the article, because I have it pulled up. I also wanted to read an article from The Athletic about Jalen Smith, but... Like, unfortunately speaking... Not unfortunately speaking, excuse me, but unfortunately... Jalen Smith, um, the article was locked behind a paywall, and I'm not going to pay any money. So, All right, let me pull up the whole Carson Wentz thing. Because I, I didn't timestamp it. I kind of just annotated where certain things I want to talk about. I mean, I can just scroll through it. I really don't even need. Because I took notes. I can just scroll and get to, like, the highlights. Where is it? Here it is. So the first thing that we'll talk about is how he was resistant to coaching. Blah 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 blah. As I kind of skim through it. Here we go. In the quarterback room when his errors were pointed out Wentz would sometimes make irrelevant excuses and Taylor wouldn't correct him. I think this is the quarterback's coach Taylor. What's his first name? I forgot his name. It's Taylor something, or it's something Taylor. Hold on. Press Taylor. That's his name. Press Taylor is his name. So, what's his name? Press Taylor. Is he like not not his name, but what's his position? Is he the quarterbacks coach? I don't think he's the offensive coordinator. Press Taylor. What's his what does he do? Ba, 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 ba. I don't know. He's like he's like a quarterback's coach or an assistant coach. He's an assistant, right? So Peterson's the head coach, went to the assistant, regardless. Press Taylor didn't want to deal with him or didn't or tried to talk about his excuses, or not his excuses, but his errors. And Carson Wentz would make an excuse for why he sucked, essentially, in the locker room. Or not in the locker room, in the quarterback's room. Continuing forward, for instance, there would be a play when he didn't throw to an open receiver. The read was drawn up as designed. The coverage played out as expected, and he wouldn't, and he would be asked why he didn't pull the trigger. So, a little bit of context about this. I saw this plenty of times, by the way, when Carson Wentz was actually playing. I was kind of surprised that People didn't point this out. Dan Orlovsky tr- lied on national television and tried to say, well, Carson Wentz, you know, he didn't, he didn't, uh, like, I don't know what, why he didn't like the read here. I don't know what's going on. And it's like, well, he didn't like the read because it was a Doug Peterson designed play. It was, it was perfectly designed by Doug Peterson to work successfully. But the issue is Carson Wentz didn't pull the fucking trigger. And I talked about it. I was like, he, he literally gave up touchdowns, man. Like, he literally looked at dudes who were open on a touchdown and just did not throw the ball. Or, more specifically, didn't follow the read and um, and didn't follow the uh, the play. Like, like this is one of the reasons why I'm like, I don't know why Frank Wright or any other team would give up first-round draft picks for Carson Wentz because he's a disaster as a football player, in my opinion. Because he can't follow the scheme. He's so, He's so arrogant and he's so, like, He's so narcissistic that that he literally thinks that he's Aaron Rodgers. Like, he thinks that he can literally be like, I'm not actually going to follow my coach's schemes and philosophies and reads because I believe that I'm one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Not even one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, because that's not even fair. I believe I'm so far and above coaching that I don't have to listen to coaches when they point out my mistakes. Right? So, Carson Wentz, as confirmed by the Philadelphia Inquirer, Carson Wentz did not follow the proper reads, and he gave up completions and at times touchdowns. As I said weeks ago, if not months ago. As I crack all my fingers in my hands. Continuing forward, and this is once again, about how he wouldn't pull the trigger on certain throws. And Wentz would say the look wasn't there, or he would overemphasize the pass rush, and when it was suggested the play be run again in practice as to get it right, he would object. John D. Filippo, Wentz's first quarterback coach with the Eagles, coached him hard. Former offensive coordinator Frank Wright did as well. They had years of experience, and though, though and Wentz, was just entering the NFL when he worked under them. Peterson didn't have to be the bad cop because he had DeFilippo. This doesn't really matter. I'm just going to skip through this. Blah, 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 blah. So essentially what the article is trying to say is because Wentz didn't have a coach that was, uh, that was what? That was what? Experienced and a veteran within the NFL that he just overran them. or Like that's not what happened. Wentz is just arrogant. Uh, blah 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 and then he's just constantly going through the you know more excuses Uh, I'm kind of just skimming through parts of it here we go some thought that Peterson had become blind to Taylor's feelings because they they shared the same agent in Bob Lamonte others thought that the assistant was placed in an impractical position and that when the coordinator role wasn't filled, filled, there wasn't a delineation of command. So, what was going on, essentially, was speculation as to by people with inside the organization. Because people were afraid to talk about Carson Wentz because they believed that he was in bed. Maybe not in bed, but they believed that, the, that, that he was beloved by the owner and the GM, Howie Roseman. Which, considering how things kind of turned out with how Doug Peterson, up and out, Nick Foles, up and out. It's maybe not necessarily far from the truth that people, not people, but Carson Wentz um, is beloved by the owner NGM. GM. So, you know, people were afraid to to criticize him. People were afraid to talk about him in a negative way. People were afraid to go against um, uh, his play, I would say, or not his play, but they were afraid to go against Carson Wentz and the Philadelphia Eagles organization. This is an interesting part of the article. Struggles in camp and in games. Most in the organization understood the amount of pressure Wentz was under and how it had been mounting since Nick Foles won the Super Bowl in 2017. The following year, he suffered a season-ending back injury, and Foles carried the Eagles to the postseason. Last year, Wentz played all 16 games, but a concussion knocked him out of the first-round playoff Loss before it really even started. The head injury was significant, and he has since spoken about its gravity. He came into camp, however, bulked up a year after he had improved his nutrition, among other improvements. And while the drafting of Hertz wasn't what he would have done, he told his he told a few teammates he showed up at Novacare ready to pick up where he left off in terms of his on-field play last season. But Wentz struggled throughout camp. He had never been the practice play. He had never been the best practice player. Excuse me. Often using the time to work out kinks, but passes that had previously been secondhand were no longer. Coaches initially used the lack of spring practices as an excuse, but as the errant practices continued, pra- not practices errant passes continued even on standard throws he'd made to tight end Zach Ertz his favorite target hundreds of times they began to think that something was wrong was he hurt Were the mounting injuries finally starting to take a toll Wentz implemented an intricate warm-up program four years ago it isn't much different than other quarterback routines but it's 45 minute length seemed extreme to some Eagle staffers did he did he need that much time to get loose they uh, they put Posit, Posit P-O-S-I-T-E-D, posited? I don't know. Wentz suffered a lower back, a lower body, uh, soft tissue injury toward the end of camp, but with no preseason, he was able to get, he was able, he was able to rest for an extended period and was ready for the season opener. He got off to to a hot start at Washington, but a late first half interception Turned the tide, he tossed another pick early in the second half and was sacked eight times behind an already makeshift offensive line. So, a little bit of context about this. I've kind of talked about how I'm not necessarily, again, the biggest Carson Wentz guy ad nauseum. I've talked about how Carson Wentz isn't necessarily, like Carson Wentz hasn't improved. I think they're going to go a little bit deeper into his mechanics later on. But yeah, like as it pertains to his pocket presence, his throwing mechanics, his technique, he has not improved at all pretty much since his rookie season. And they'll kind of get into that later on. Let's see. Blah, 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 blah. Wentz's protection was sound the next week, but he tossed two more interceptions and wasn't seeing open receivers. The defense also played poorly. So these are excuses. Blah, 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 blah. He held the ball too long. Here we go. He played better the next five weeks, but was inconsistent, and as the losses piled up and the team overall failed to compensate, he played more hero ball. He threw ill-advised passes into double coverage. He held the ball too long and took sacks. Some coaches watched film from as far back as 2017 to see what had gone wrong. They still saw some coaches, or excuse me, saw some of the same issues, but he was a tick faster in his decision making, more athletic, and the overall strength of the team was greater. Wentz was pressing and putting too much additional pressure on himself, some thought. He's always been the cerebral type, but he was overthinking some opinioned or opined or whatever it is, and wasn't taking defenses and wasn't taking what defenses had given had been giving him. Yeah, I would I would say that's also the case as well. Hertz meanwhile, had gravitated toward working with Mooringweg. I think that's the quarterback's coach or some passing game specialist or something. Peterson had initially held off when playing the rookie. He was inactive in the opener, but the offense needed a spark, and he was on the field for three plays in week two. While he had while he had, had early success, Peterson was reluctant to use Hertz or to take Wentz off the field when he was under center. Plays for Hurts, blah, 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 blah. By the bye week... Wentz had been sacked an NFL high of 32 times. A coaching analysis deemed the quarterback responsible for almost two-thirds. Around the break, one offensive lineman had gone to management and requested a switch to Jalen Hurts. Let me take his way. So, we've already established that Carson Wentz his, um, his throwing mechanics have not improved his pocket his pocket presence has not improved he's resistant to coaching and more importantly he's coming to camp not prepared at all to win football games and on top of that he has now regressed as a football player significantly so to the point where by the bye week in an NFL, not an NFL, excuse me, an offensive lineman had requested to put in Jalen Hurts. <clears throat> the quote from a source said: Everyone believed Carson had no clue about when to get the ball out on time. And as a result, made his O-line look terrible in times they were playing fine. But Wentz was without his two best targets, Ertz and fellow tight end Dallas Goddard, and his best long ball option, Deshaun Jackson. Asterisk on that because Jalen Rager was pretty good for Jalen Hurts for extended period of time. The young receivers either weren't ready or they struggled to develop chemistry with the quarterback because of inconsistencies. Peterson's play calling was also dubious. He would go long stretches without rolling Wentz out of the pocket to take advantage of his ability to throw on the move. Wentz in turn made bizarre kills that made no sense and effectively was going rogue, one source said. The coaches then started having conversations about a possible demotion. Peterson and others argued, giving Wentz every chance to pull out of his funk. He had earned the, that right, they said. They figured a switch would happen naturally. Whether he got hurt or played so poorly, it would be obvious. Some argued against Hurts, believing him not to be ready. But Peterson felt like he had no choice in Green Bay. Coaches had noticed weeks earlier. Wentz dipping his eyes toward the rush early into his drop. But it had become all too apparent against the Packers. Peterson made the call on his own, according to a source familiar with his thinking, without input from Laurie or Roseman. Of course not. I mean, he's on the field. He's the coach. He has to make the decisions. He said as much publicly, and there was some skepticism. But after he was benched, Wentz went to the owner and GM to voice his frustration, a team source said. That is the saga of Carson Wentz and the Philadelphia Eagles. That is the main kind of, you know, I won't say issue, but the um, the whole phenomenon that's been going on with Wentz as of late for the last, I don't know, like year to two years. I just got to ask people. Just got to ask, right? Let me take a swing. So, number one, this isn't Aaron Rodgers. Number two, this is a guy that is apparently resistant to coaching. So, he's resistant to coaching. He's not as good as people think, as he thinks he is. He doesn't work on his mechanics. His mechanics haven't improved. And so now he's going to have question mark at head coach. I like I I shrug my shoulders. I'm like I I I don't know who's going to come in at head coach for the Philadelphia Eagles. He's going to have a question mark there. And because of that, because we don't know who's going to come in and who's going to be the head coach we don't know how he's going to blend and gel well with Carson. It could be Eric Bieniemy, he's still available. It could be it could be Matt Eberflus, it could be a bevy of other different people as well. We don't know. Once again, we'll see. But a guy that isn't coachable, doesn't want to be coached, mechanics are falling off of the proverbial cliff. And people want to say, hey, um, you know, he's still a great football player. He's still a great quarterback. He can get the job done. He's fine. We're fine. They don't have to swap. They don't have to switch it up. What they have to do, what they need to do is fire Doug Peterson and get a new head coach. That's what people are telling me. That's what people are telling you for a guy that isn't going to listen, isn't going to learn I don't, I don't know, like, I thought a couple of years ago, the Nick Foles mo- moving off of was a bad decision. I thought, and think today, the whole, the the Doug Peterson firing was a mistake. I think they should have done what they needed to have done last year, or not last year, but a couple of years ago. I thought they should have traded away Carson Wentz. Gotten rid of him. People are like, trade him away. <coughs> excuse me, trade him away. Get rid of Carson Wentz or not get him or excuse me, trade him away to the Colts for a first round draft pick. And I'm like, the Colts aren't going to give up a first round draft pick to Carson Wentz. They're not going to give up or or multiple first round draft picks for Carson Wentz. Why would they do that? Like as much as as much as Carson Wentz or not as much as Carson Wentz, excuse me, as much as the Colts need a quarterback they're not going they're not so desperate to then get like Carson Wentz for a first round. It's like it, it doesn't make any sense. Got to make sense. We'll see what happens with Carson. We'll see what happens with the um with the Eagles. I I wouldn't be surprised at all if Carson Wentz like if if the Eagles are essentially just like unwinnable after this point. Like I just, I don't, I don't think the Eagles are going to win a whole lot going forward from here. But we'll see what happens. See what happens with the Eagles. But yeah, the whole expose about Carson Wentz. I mean, it's obvious like and this is stuff that the Eagles knew about now I know about it and now it's like oh right. um, time to trade him or get rid of him or actually the time to do that was two years ago now you're stuck with him now you don't have Doug Peterson but again I'm a cowboy fan so I don't really care that much let me wrap up the divisional round and I'll peace out I'll have a video game stream tomorrow or video game podcast I got to play spider-man and by God, who I got to—I mean, like I got to—I—I've—I haven't played a whole—a whole lot of Spider-Man recently, so the divisional round of the playoffs is wrapped up, right? The teams are set: Packers versus Bucks, Chiefs versus Bills. Okay. So when it comes to the next couple of—you know—for the next couple of weeks, I said—I said essentially. I thought that Tampa Bay was going to go to the Super Bowl if they beat, if they beat the Saints. I, I still stick by that. I still think that Tampa Bay is going to go to the Super Bowl because of, um, I, I think they're a mismatch against the Tampa, not the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, excuse me, against the Green Bay Packers. I think they're a mismatch against the Green Bay Packers, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. In my opinion, of course. And kind of going forward from here, I think Mahomes, I, if Mahomes plays, I think the Chiefs have it. If Heine, Henny, Henny, if Henny plays, because it's anything thing as possible, if Henny plays, I think the Bills have it. We'll kind of see about that situation later on. But yeah, like, I think Tampa Bay, what they did this weekend against the Saints, I don't think they'll do against the Packers. However, I do think that there may, I don't think they'll have like four total turnovers, but I do think that they'll have a couple, they'll, they'll have maybe one, or maybe not even turnovers. I think they'll defensively play great enough to be able to win the football game against the Green Bay Packers this weekend, and then maybe great enough to play up against the the Kansas City Chiefs. And I think, by the way, I think here's the thing, and I know that the Chiefs, Am I predicting that Tampa Bay will win the Super Bowl? Give me a week. Give me a week. It, it kind of depends. Maybe, 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 maybe not. I got like two weeks. Give me a week. Give me a week. We'll see what happens this weekend. They may not even be. I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I think they're going to take it, take the game against the Chiefs. Or not against the Chiefs, excuse me, against the Packers. And I think they're going to um, take the game. and Maybe not take the game, but they. I think they have a really, really strong chance against the Chiefs if the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl if the Bills are in the Super Bowl I think they just take the game because the Bills don't have a rushing uh, a running attack or a rushing defense and the box. they love to run the football or they'll try to run it a little bit more um, than they used to when Bruce Aarons was calling the plays quick pin in that hold on I gotta change out the DVDs my DVD player just ran out of stuff to play hold on Sorry about that. But, like, I think that the Bucks. What was I, I? I said, like, put a quick pin in something. I don't know what I was putting a pin in. I completely forgot. My mind is, like, scattered all over the place. Again, for some weird reason, I'm super tired. I don't know why at all. But sorry about that. But I think the Bucks. Especially with Tom, I think the Bucks are one of the. I, I like I, I've seen some some rankings. Like I've seen people be like Kansas City's one, Packers two, and then the Bucks, in some cases, are three, and then the Bills are four, or however you want to put them. I think right now most people would have the Bucks as the least team, not the least, but the worst team in the playoffs right now. I don't necessarily dis. I I think, I think like there's things that happen on on paper, like. Things that happen in um in a in a practical environment, but like in actuality, like when rubber meets the road, when the two teams will actually play, I think what's actually going to happen is that Tampa Bay, with Tom Brady and Mike Evans and Devin White and Levante David, I think they're actually going to power, maybe not overpower. That may not necessarily be the best. Like way to describe it. I think what's going to happen is that they're going to be able to to beat out uh, the teams that are playing, whether it is the Green Bay Packers or the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll kind of see later on. But that's just again what I think. Again, I could be wrong. We'll see what happens about Tampa Bay. But yeah, the Bills beat Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. That game sucked. It sucked because I wanted to see Lamar win, you know, and I had Lamar winning it, and I had a feeling that I should have picked the Bucks. I went over my win projections this weekend, right? I went over my win projections, and um, and I, in an and I like, I could have had a perfect weekend. I had a a great weekend. I had a seventy five percent weekend. I remember I was looking at my um my playoff record, right? And I haven't really gone over it this weekend, or not this weekend, but. I haven't really gone over my playoff record here it is but if i scroll all the way down my playoff record i have like like in the wild card round i predicted accurately like 66 percent of the games right and then on the divisional round i had 75 percent because i only guessed like the bills and the uh the baltimore ravens game wrong which kind of sucks but yeah like I was pretty spot on I know the majority of these teams I know how they play I know how they match up and things of that nature but the bills and the and the Ravens I don't know I felt like like I felt like when I was watching that game I felt like if the Baltimore Ravens had changed their philosophy from just being like we're gonna run we're gonna run we're gonna try to run and things of that nature I felt like if they had said you know what we're gonna do we're gonna fucking throw the football I felt like they would have had a better chance against the um the ball not the Baltimore Ravens against the Buffalo Bills in my opinion I didn't really like how they didn't like it, in or like I never understand this I never understand like I get that they use Lamar Jackson a lot in the in the read option and that's kind of the basis of their plays. But, like, why not I, – I never understand teams that never use play action off of the runs when they establish the run for, like, the entirety of the game. Like, I I never really get that. I never really understand that. Like, you can use the read option to, to, to run play action off of, you know? Or I don't understand why sometimes they just don't have Lamar Jackson, like, under center and just, like, hey, we're going to give him – like, give the defense different looks. Like, it's one of the weirdest things where I – where it's like – if you're running in the like I get that there's different there's differences when it comes to formations and things of that nature in the, in in offenses but it's not like that big of a deal if Lamar is in the shotgun and you run like and you run a running play it just takes him out of the it or you could have him roll out to the right and that and that could be a running play. I don't I don't really know. I don't really care, but if like you've got to implement more passing into your offense with Hollywood Brown, especially when I don't think he's bad. Like I don't know his yards. I would assume his yards are somewhere close to, like, five, six hundred. I don't think that's his fault. I think that's literally his offensive coordinator's fault because they're just not throwing the ball his way. Like, he had, in the playoffs, almost 200 yards. Did he? He almost did. He had 198. He had 198. He almost had 200 yards. His longest pass was of 30 yards. Like, I mean, and he only gets like, he got four receptions. It's like he only had 769 yards this season. It's like, I was a little bit off, but it's like, I I, I just don't get it, man. I don't get it. I didn't get it against Tennessee where they threw the ball to him. Like they threw it to him nine times and he caught seven passes. I'm like, oh, do more. He had seven targets against Buffalo and four receptions throw it to him more. Guy's this awesome wide receiver and they just, oh uh, man, they just aren't throwing him the football and I just don't understand it. But yeah, Baltimore versus the Bills, kind of the only disappointment of the day, but it was still kind of, it was kind of predicted, predictable, excuse me. Kind of. But, Rams versus Packers also was very, very predictable as well. Um, I remember talking about it a little bit yesterday with, um, with like, Vosh Lombardi. I was going to play this clip. Let me see if I can't find it. I was on the fence about playing it. I will play it. Let me find it. All right. Let kind of just find it here. Jesus Christ. Hold on. I gotta like, it's like this clip is at the beginning of the stream. It's at the beginning of the, um the stream that I'm looking at, but the stream itself is like an hour long. So like, give me two seconds. Hold on. As I like, mute his stream and then my internet just got shot again I'm not gonna yell and scream about the stream once again because it's like I've yelled and screamed about not the stream my internet I've already done it enough hold on hold on and then I just got an ad that's awesome (laughs) I'm like I'm trying to like watch this stream and then I get an ad and I'm only like five minutes in and I already got an ad oh god And then it's taking forever to load. Like, I love how, like, YouTube can load in ads. Now I'm going to complain. They can load in ads. But when I want to load back to my video, they, they, they they can go to the ads. They can make sure the ad spaghetti code or the ad code works. But when it comes to watching videos, I can't pull up the damn video. Hold on. Hold on. I think I found it. I'm going to sit down as he's, like, talking about it. Here we go. Who else lost? Uh, he's talking about teams that and are. And the Rams, them.
1: right? They're all teams that you would relatively say are, like, really good. Sorry. Al-
0: he's talking about teams that lost this weekend in the playoffs. So, again, continuing forward,
1: Offensively. Yeah. I think the the Colts are probably like the only defense that was like really elite in the playoffs or whatever. So I'm thinking about my, you know, about, you know, my little, my little, my little Cowboys, right? About my humble little Cowboys or whatever. And I'm like, dog, your defense ain't got to be incredible to win a championship. It only got to be above average to really good, but turnover getting. You see what I'm saying? That's all I need my defense to be. So when I'm thinking about Law Nation don't like this title. Law Nation says something. <laughs> law, law, law Nation says something. Um what was I saying? Yeah, I don't I don't I don't think you need to really be elite to win a championship, right? Somebody in the chat box say Rams. I think the Rams are good on defense. But it ain't help 'em. What you want, there, girl? But it ain't help them this week. I mean, the Rams didn't didn't get it done because they didn't have enough to put it on offense, right? The Saints got the defense, but they ain't have enough to put up on offense. The Colts had a defense, but they ain't really have enough to put on offense. All the teams that's really moving on got it done offensively. And you ask yourself why. Because you can have a good defense. But if you can manipulate that defense in which every team in the league can manipulate defenses, then that's ball game. That's ball game
0: I've, i' I have no idea what he's talking about here but we'll continue with the clip.
1: Like, like like it don't matter how elite you are like Rams fans trying to cut Aaron Donald today have y'all seen this have y'all been on the Twitter street somewhere have y'all been in Ram's reddit can y'all can' y- <laughs> just just go look go look they're trying to cut Aaron Donald today why y'all why y'all think they're trying to cut Aaron Donald today. Well, partially because they're ungrateful and they feel like Aaron Donald's not doing a whole bunch uh, in you know in relative to his job or whatever. But it wasn't enough to get it done. Aaron Donald wasn't enough to stop uh, uh, what's his face, Aaron Rodgers, in them. Jalen Ramsey wasn't enough to stop Aaron Rodgers in them. So, so what you got to do to beat Aaron Rodgers? You got to score points to beat Aaron Rodgers, right? I know my my YouTube cohorts ain't gonna like this. Cause I know Law is defense guy. I know Okoye is defense guy. Foots is defense guy. All my YouTube cohorts, they they all defense guy. I think it's probably me and me and um me and Cardo. That's it. That's it. Besides that, everybody else is like pro give me some defense. But in my mind, dog, I'm like, man, I'm just trying to put points up and just be opportunists on defense. I'm dropping a video later. I already, like, recorded it. I just got to, like, edit it or whatever. I have a plan for how you can win with regular guys on defense. I'm just going to say this, too. Let me ask y'all this chat box. Let me pop the chat box out so I can
0: He's going to continue forward from here. But just know he's going to kind of go into a diatribe about Tampa Bay, which is kind of where I went yesterday and kind of like, like I've been, I've, I've been talking about this for months, if not years, maybe not years, but definitely for like months where I've been talking about how essentially, um, offense, the, the offense, the offensive side of the football in football is the most important side of, The football in football I like I don't know a better way of saying it but offenses are important defenses aren't as important and the reason why I've I've said it for months and years and stuff like that is because it's very very much true like as Vach kind of took a lot longer to say um, as like he took a lot longer to say not longer but he, he took a very long time to essentially say defenses don't win championships anymore and kind of as I sit here and I talk about all the time, I'm like, I happily agree, and I constantly agree, and it's it's very, very much the case. It's very much the case defenses don't win you championships anymore. It's offenses, and for those reasons that he outlined, and he mentions Todd Bowles' as defense, and the reason why I talk about this constantly is that, I and I looked at some stuff online today, and I talked about it a little bit yesterday with Tom Brady. <clears throat> Excuse me. With Tom Brady and the Bucs. I talked about how essentially Tampa Bay is significantly better because of Tom Brady. Not because they have some Aaron Donald or like they, they had these guys last year. Besides Gronk and, and and Antonio Brown. They had all these guys last year but they missed the playoffs because Jameis Winston was absolutely terrible. But with one guy, they made it to the playoffs, not on defense, but on offense. And they don't have like a a great number one corner. They have a lot of dudes that can turn over the ball, but they don't have a great corner. They need a corner, actually, because their secondary is not very good. And when you look at Tampa and all of these other teams in New England, they don't really have like the strongest. They're not strongest, but they don't necessarily have just like one guy or two guys or three guys. They have a whole bunch of different guys that in the words of Bill Belichick do their jobs. And I think that's going to like the same thing can kind of be said with the Kansas City Chiefs because their defense, they don't necessarily have a number one corner. They have a bunch of guys as well on defense. Same thing can kind of be said. I think Jair Alexander is like their only good corner in Green Bay, but they don't really have a lot of guys like the teams that are left in the playoffs. They don't have the number one defense or whatever like like Tampa. I think is the number one defense in turnovers, but for the most part. They're not like dominant defenses like the Rams were the dominant defense of the league and I mean they got shredded by the Packers. I mean, this is just another reaffirmation. I know it's coming from Votch and things of that nature. This is just another reaffirmation of just defenses don't win championships. Offenses do. You actually have to have a good offense to win games. So, anyways. Anything else? We'll play Spider-Man tomorrow. I'm stoked. We'll probably play for an hour to an hour 30 minutes. Um, it'll probably be a little bit cringy, a l- a l- kind of bad. But we'll see. We'll see. I got to get more video game content in. I haven't really done anything video game wise. Is there anything else? Nah, I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit juiced up. I'm tired. <laughs> how am I. Again, it's. 443. It's like, how? Like, how? It's 443. I don't. I don't get it. I don't I don't understand it. By the way, I think my freaking I think I can play something. Where is the MGK soundtrack? It's like goodness gracious. Let me just minimize this and then go here. Hold on. Hold on. Oh my god, my internet is so terrible. Oh my god, why is my internet this garbage? Garbage. And I have to do this. If I literally like wouldn't it be just like the most obnoxious thing where yesterday I couldn't play anything because of like my computer and now I can't play anything because of my internet. Jesus Christ. Oh god. Just let me peace out. I'm just gonna play on iTunes now because my computer is bugging. Goodness gracious, man! Oh no, there. Literally, as soon as I get it on iTunes, that's when my that's when my internet's like, we'll pop back in. Hold on.
1: Wait.
0: Turn it off. Wait. Here we go ladies and gentlemen this has been 24th podcast the best video gaming and sports podcast i'm juiced i'm tired i'm gonna go get something to eat i'll see you tomorrow for some spider-man i can't wait ladies and gentlemen 24th podcast if you like it you can find it on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, breaker overcast Pocket Cast, radio public spotify links will be in the description i'll see you tomorrow for some video game stuff I don't really have a a lot. I'll I'll take a break on Friday. Not Friday. Pause the music. I'm I'm confusing myself. I'll see you tomorrow, but I won't see you on Thursday because I'm taking a break on Thursday. But I will see you once again on Friday. 24th Podcast. I
1: swear
0: to God, I never fall in love. I never fall in love, but I can't get enough of it.